You're listening to the Canes Country Podcast with Brett Finger, Justin Lape, and Kyle Morton. Brett, I'm going to ask you a question that a lot of Carolina Hurricanes fans are thinking right now, and our Canes Country Podcast listeners are definitely thinking right now. Brett, have you watched any of the World Cup? I have. I, I, I watched uh, Ronaldo uh, own a game a few days ago. Would he score more goals than Joakim Nordstrom? Uh, Justin, you could score more goals than Joakim Nordstrom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know whether to take that as an insult or, or, an insult. or a compliment. It's oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. No, but let's get into the real talk. And, of course, there's a lot of talk right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, this week is a big week. And we guys, we, we promised you that we would come back before the draft. It and, is well, here we are. Draft, yes. Here we are. Yes. Uh, the summer has been has been good. Can you say the same? Uh, yeah, if you're not following uh, Kane's trade rumors, then yeah, it's been good. But for me, in that <laughs> if, case, it hasn't been good. If you're not well what well involved with Kane's trades rumors and, and Kane's Twitter, then you're, you're having totally, a good summer. If you're totally disconnected from Twitter, it's probably been a pretty good summer. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but no, we're heading into the draft week, and hopefully by the time you hear this, you know, whenever this week, um, this isn't dated because <laughs> we're, a lot we're of things could happen. A lot of things can happen. But as of right now, there's one thing for certain. The Canes are picking second overall. For now. And all signs pretty much point to Andrei Svechnikov. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Um, I find it interesting. Uh, again, this is a Twitter thing. But um, every team, almost every team, I, I, I don't know specifically – of a team that that doesn't do draft profiles on pretty much every prospect that's in the top of the draft or in the area of where a team has a pick. But a lot of people were upset when the Hurricanes wrote draft profiles on Zadina and Kachuk um, because they took that as a sign that up oh, they're drafting uh, they're drafting one of those. And uh, one thing I pointed out to someone was. They the Hurricanes did a profile on Connor McDavid in 2015, and there was no way they were going to draft Connor McDavid. So if you see a profile on a player, uh, don't don't be worried. They're they're taking Svechnikov, I think. I I mean, <laughs> you said that with a little uncertainty. I mean, you can never be sure with this team. But let's be real here. Andrei Svechnikov came to Raleigh. And had interviews upon interviews with different media outlets, ABC, WRAL, uh, even the Hurricanes website. So uh, I am not worried about where they're going to go with this pick. It looks like it's going to be Sveshikov. And Don Waddell pretty much confirmed that. So, you know, uh, Zadina and Kachuk, I think, also made trips to Raleigh to talk with the Hurricanes, but you didn't see their face plastered all over uh, every sports media outlet in Raleigh. So you should be pretty confident about Sveshnikov, uh, and it's the right pick, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think you've never really seen a victory tour like that. It, it, it was mm-hmm. almost as if yeah. it's like, hey, this is our new player from a PR standpoint. I mean, 
it I've I've never seen yeah anything that was completely involved and they you know pictures everywhere of course that teams go through these meetings and some might bring them to Raleigh and stuff like that but to get you know an article from the News and Observer saying that you know the owner Tom Tom Dundon was sitting down with Svechnikov eating sushi or whatever I mean it was like. Mm-hmm. It, it, to have that kind of information out there, it seems like it's pretty safe to say that they're in love with Svechnikov. And I think barring any major, major trade that could bring them perhaps maybe a a first-line center of of superstar caliber, I I think that it's fair to say that Svechnikov is going to end up in in, in a red jersey in Raleigh pretty soon. Or a a black one. Maybe a black black one. one. They tease the thirds. Those third jerseys, we'll we'll have to see. You had some some whale ideas, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But I think I think uh, Svechnikov. I think it's fair to say I I'm personally in love with the player here. I think that he's going to bring a lot to the table, and I think that it's fair to say that he's at least a thirty goal scorer consistently. Um, you know when when he starts to get fully developed. I don't know what the expectations you can place on him for this year. Um, 40 to 50 points, I think is, is a fair number It's safe. Um, yeah. when you, when, when you draft someone that high, but I, I think that, you know, he may be in a running one and two, even though their selections are one and two, he'll be one and two with Darlene for, for Calder this year. I think that's fair to say, just despite any major setbacks. Yeah. Um, another player that could be in the Calder race is Martin Natchez as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come over and be the, to see on this team and maybe even play with Svechnikov and both of them tear up or maybe not tear up the league, but, you know, have, have really solid rookie years. I mean, two really good young players that, that the Hurricanes can build around. I'm, I, I think Natchez is going to be a really good one for, for what it's worth. I know we're talking about Svechnikov, but uh, I think they could have a couple of different potential Calder candidates this upcoming year. So you are pretty much sold that Martin Nietzsche is going to be part of this team next year. Yeah, I think so. I think that's from, what they're... from day one, from day one, not, not a call up. No, no, you know, maturing at all in Charlotte. You think he's going to be 82 games or as many as his body will allow. I think he's on the team from day one through game oh. 82. I, I do. And I think that's what the team's expecting as well. Um, from, you know, what everybody's been saying and just the expectation is that he's going to be on this team for the long haul. And I think he's proved that he is ready for that. I, I, I might, this might not be a popular opinion, but I think he could have stuck around this past year. I, I really do. I think that he could have had a decent rookie year. There would have been problem up ups and downs, and there will be ups and downs for him as a rookie, like every rookie. Um, but I think he would have had a decent shot of sticking around this past year. But I think he's ready. I mean, I, I've watched a lot of him, in, particularly in the World Juniors. I mean, in the World Championships over the offseason. I mean, he was great in both tournaments playing against really high competition, and he p- stood out. Um, so, yeah, I think he's ready. I mean a right-handed centerman who can skate like he does and and move the puck and shoot the puck like he does, those don't come around too often. And, you know, it he has a knack for showing up and scoring big goals and big times. He did that in both tournaments. He did that 
for uh, for Berno in the extra Liga in the Czech Republic. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think he'll stick around all year. What do you think? Um, I think it's fair to say that he's turned out a little bit better than I I expected. Didn't you um, say he was going to be a bust? I, I didn't say I didn't say a bust. <laughs> I I said he was the wrong pick for the Hurricanes. Oh boy. Um, this is this past draft was a very interesting draft because. Th- a lot of these players didn't make an immediate impact. I mean, like Gabe Velarde didn't play. Um, well, he was Suzuki injured. didn't play. Um, you know, just players like that, especially in that 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 frame there. Um, well, yeah, I'm happy. Of course, I'm happy that he turned out all right. And I'll, you know, if he if he shows up this year and and plays 82 games and gets 40 points, then, geez, I'm. I mean, that's all I can ask I for. I mean, that's great. That. Now, but I think it's fair to say, and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, starting out in the National Hockey League, it's tough for defensemen and centermen because their responsibilities are so vital to team success. Sure. I think that Svechnikov will have an easier transition, not because of his talent level, level necessarily, but because of the position he plays. And I think Nietzsche's will will struggle whether you know that's an, a, a second line center role or a third line center role. Maybe as low as four. Um, I don't know if you want him on a checking line to start out with. No, I but it. it's 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 kind of up to Rob Brindamore's discretion, of course. But do you see a, a a struggle with him? I think the way you put it, if there was a player that's going to struggle more between Svechnikov and Nietzsche's, I would say. Natchez as well, yeah. For the reason you said, because Natchez is a natural center. Um, I'll be interested to see if they put him on the wing, uh, and if there are issues there. Because um, as a, as it stands right now, pending any uh, trades, the Hurricanes are deep at center. Um, I also think that Sveshnikov's style of game, and he, he's a more all around strong player. Uh, on both sides of the puck than I think Natchez is right now. That could change, but I think Svechnikov is a more well-rounded guy, and I think that his frame, I mean, he's a bigger, you know, sturdier guy. I think that that'll cater to him a little bit breaking in. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think Svechnikov is a little bit more foolproof, I guess. Um, I think he's a safer guy going into next year, but I, I think really highly of Natchez. From, from what I've seen, and, you know, I, I think that he's going to be a really good player, and, you know, every rookie is prone to making some mistakes, and they'll both make mistakes, and it'll just be how they bounce back from them. Yeah, and I, I think going on the topic of positional discrepancies, one uh, discrepancy in terms of, of what a ownership thinks that a player can play was – the discrepancy between Mark Bergevin and Alex Galchenyuk. Oh boy! And he was just traded uh, this past past Friday. Yes, yep. past Friday. Friday night um, at nine Friday thirty night, Eastern. Yeah, it was a very interesting <laughs> move because I. It, wow. Funny story about that. It was a long work week. I fell asleep actually at five o'clock, and then I woke up at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. And I see, I see, you know, I didn't see any initial tweets. I saw 
Galchenyuk. I just saw names. I saw Domi. And I'm like, what happened? And then I see it, and I'm like, wow, they really dumped this at Friday night at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock? I remember That's you such... you woke up and frantically sent texts to... <laughs> I Because I, I feel like... You're like, what's that? going on? <laughs> I, I, uh, I was out with my girlfriend on Friday night, and I, I wasn't on Twitter until about about midnight when i when i got home i was getting comfortable in my bed ready to take on a night's sleep and then i opened (laughs) my phone and i stayed up a little bit longer than i had planned just kind of like wow did this really happen that was such an odd odd trade uh for montreal uh i think arizona got one hell of a deal in that yeah yeah and and yeah now, don't get me wrong. I maybe made a mistake last year picking Arizona, but there's no reason you can't look at that team and say mm-hmm. they're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, between Christian Dvorak, Galchenyuk, um, Strom, Clayton I mean, Keller. Just, yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a really good team. They have a goalie too, Antti Ranta, and now they have tremendous. a long term commitment from a very underrated top five uh, defenseman. So yeah, you can't say that this is going to be a bad team. And I think that uh, Montreal basically gift-wrapped a centerman to them. Um, you know, the change of scenery narrative can sometimes be overplayed, but I think it's actually warranted in this situation. For Gautinuk especially, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, now, Domi's expectations will definitely be raised, especially by Montreal fans, because first of all, it's already a rabid fan base. But then now you in- involve him in in a probably one of the top hockey markets and that you took away a center and replaced it with a wing but they already need centermen mm-hmm. and then they're gonna go out and dr- possibly draft a centerman at number three it's just yeah. it's so confusing it's and, so confusing and i think they also believe that they could possibly maybe get john Tavares, but now it looks like all signs are pointing to him going won't. back to yeah even if he hit free agency i don't know why he'd go to why he'd go to Montreal. Um, that, it was just so weird to see that because I'm a fan of Alex Galchenyuk and I think he was really mistreated and, and kind of taken for a ride in Montreal, uh, specifically by the media there. Uh, I think they kind of mistreated him. And I was happy to see him go. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's going to Arizona because I think that's a, probably a perfect place for him. Uh, the team's growing, like you said. But also, the media is not going to, you know, rough them up like Montreal's media did. All he has to do is focus on playing hockey. And I think I think it's a good fit for him. I think he's a better player than Max Domi. Um, he's only a year older than Max Domi. Um, and, re- and another thing I thought about was, so Montreal traded their third overall pick in, what, 2012 for the what 12th overall pick yeah, in 2013 pick. that's mm-hmm. great at wow that's tremendous asset management well, yeah when Montreal. you look at that that's another thing that's I how i look like, at it <laughs> it's literally like just trading a, a third overall pick a for a 12th for overall a 12. pick with nothing else involved yeah and and i like domi i think he's he is a high energy player and i think he'll fit in well in much in montreal i don't think he's a bad player by any means but he doesn't have the upside that Galchenyuk has. Galchenyuk has already been a 30-goal scorer. I mean, he he's a good player. And he wasn't great last year, but Montreal was awful for a lot of the year. 
and now Gauchinyuk gets to restart in Arizona, and Domi has to enter that horrid situation in Montreal. He just signed a two-year extension upon uh, getting there. He was a an RFA. Um, yeah, I think Arizona won the trade, and I think this is. I think Mark Bergevin is teetering on the edge of Peter Shirelli territory if he doesn't start making some good moves here because he's made some poor decisions with Subban, with Sergachev, now Galchenyuk. That's two, that's a elite defenseman, a top four defenseman who's, what, 19, 20 years old, and Galchenyuk, who I think is a top six centerman. And you in return, you get Shea Weber, who's, Old and injured a lot. Still great, but he's injured a lot. Uh, Max Domi, who's a middle six winger, uh, doesn't have the offense that Galchenyuk has, and Montreal can't score to begin with. Uh, Justin, you told me that Domi scored five goals last year with a goalie in the net. That's yes. that's five awful. goals with a goalie in the net, four empty netters, and two seasons of nine goals the past two back seasons. Back to back, yeah. So in return for all those players, they get Weber, often injured, they get Domi, and they get Jonathan Drouin, who also isn't a center. So Bergevin is running uh, what is close to a shit show up there in Montreal, and he has a goalie getting paid a lot of money who had a bad year too. And he's going to trade Pacioretty apparently. So they are doing things, that is, that is for sure. They're probably not smart things, but they're doing things. Turn our attention to Carolina Hurricanes. Rumors. And there's lots and lots of rumors. I think this team could look significantly different by the time they leave. A week Dallas. from now. A week from now. Yeah. 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 By the time our next podcast, it could be a totally different team with even surprise names on there. Not necessarily what's been rumored. Because yeah. yeah, you hear the rumors, but sometimes like trades like the Galchenyuk Domi happen and you didn't even see that coming no one projected that mm-hmm. they always talked about getting center help in terms of montreal but they did they got a winger so i mean it yeah you never see trades like that coming and maybe the carolina hurricanes could be involved in something bigger we don't know but mm-hmm. here's what we got right now um frankly it seems like you and i are gonna have to get used to the notion that jeff skinner is not gonna be on this team yeah at the start of the the 2018-19 season and that has been basically repeatedly uh, said by Pierre Lebrun, um, who frankly put it, Jeff Skinner, what, how did he phrase it? Yeah, it was he, like Jeff he, Skinner. He said he uh, will definitely be traded. Yeah, definitely be traded over the next two weeks. So um, mm-hmm. at least by, if it's not by the draft, by by free agency, I, I see Jeff Skinner will not be a part of this team. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, um, it seems like the ask was a first in a prospect. Now, in terms, if you were the general manager of the Hurricanes, Brett, would you rather take it immediately on the draft floor so that you can go ahead and take a player from this draft, or would you rather wait a little bit and go for a 2019 first and roll the dice on that? Uh, I think it depends on your on your draft list. Of course, it matters where the pick is. Um, let's just say Edmonton. Uh, they have, what, the 10th overall pick? Something like that in that range. Um, if you're trading Skinner for Edmonton's first, um, then you have to like what you think that you're gonna 
be presented at 10. And I think there are going to be some good players at 10. Uh, you might be able to get Joe Valeno. You might be able to get a number of defensemen. Um, Barrett Hayton. Uh, list goes on. But I, I, I don't get it. I don't know why they would trade Skinner for picks in a prospect. Um, they keep saying they want to win next year. I don't know how that helps you to win next year. Um, if here, here's what kind of I've been mulling over. Let's say, let's say you pick two players on this roster who you're trading, Skinner and Falk. Let's say uh, those seem like the two most likely right now. What if you trade Skinner for a defenseman and Falk for a forward? Then that, that that's probably what I do. If you have to trade Skinner, I think that you go get your most value by trading for an NHL ready defenseman. Uh, Jake Muzzin in LA, maybe um, that would be great. Um, I don't know if that's a possibility, but. LA's been dangling him apparently to get forward help, and they want Skinner too. Um, so just hypothetically, Skinner for Muzzin, then you trade Falk for Brand Sod. So you come out with Muzzin and Sod for Skinner and Falk. Do you get better? Probably not, but that's probably the way that you help yourself win most next year, more so than training for picks and prospects. Um, I, I don't I don't really get that line of thinking. I don't know if you do, but uh, I yeah, I I don't get the line of thinking of the pick and prospect. Um, for for me though, the, the the destination that makes the most sense is Edmonton. Um, Canadian market would seem good for Skinner. Um, I mean, he was a Markham boy, but I I don't think you know he would be opposed to playing alongside possibly either Connor, Connor McDavid, McDavid or Leon Drysital, <laughs> yeah. depending on where where you slot him in. Um, and for and that, even to branch off that point, he's a UFA the year after next year. Pretty good idea. If you're Skinner, way to boost your value, get a big point total with McDavid and Dreisaitl before you oh, go yeah. and you turn into an, a UFA. You're and get also, you can't use necessarily just that McDavid year as, as a point of reference. He scored 37 goals a year ago mm-hmm. on a, uh, you know, from a... a a different perspective, a you know, a crappy Canes team. Yeah. So you know, I I, I think that yeah, it would be a good fit for him. So I think you know maybe a, a, the tenth overall pick, and you know a mid level prospect, um, would would be a good fit if you could get Kyler Yamamoto out of that. But that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, he's ready um, for the NHL next year. Yamamoto. So, but yes, as you said, I don't get the perspective that you're going to continue to build for the the future in a Skinner trade. I think you try to make uh, what, you know, the quote unquote hockey deal and get, you know, maybe a defenseman back. If or, they could get or, Clef bomb out of Edmonton. Oh, I'd love that. I like yeah. Clef bomb. Yeah. Um, but you know, in terms, in terms of players that I think need more moving, I, I don't, I think you also agree that holding on to Skinner is probably the best idea. I would because like, if you're I would, yeah, yeah, if you're a team that's looking to be in the playoffs, what does getting rid of Jeff Skinner, how does that help for a, you? For a pick and a prospect. That won't help yeah. you for two it doesn't or three help years. You. Yeah, unless uh, you are really, really banking on these rookies, these two rookies, Sveshnikov and Nietzsche's, to, to, to give you 80 goals combined. But even, I mean, <laughs> but even so, geez. like 
the the idea that um, you have talent coming in, so you have to trade away talent to make room for talent. Why not just have more talent? You know, like I feel yeah. like that should probably be the the uh, the the plan. The I don't know. Uh, I think more talent is better than less talent. In uh, in my opinion, I'm no expert, but I think <laughs> I it's gonna. Think, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, if here's how I would go about it. If I'm assuming Skinner is okay with staying with the team, if you enter the year with Jeff Skinner on your team, and you play and you you do your darndest to to be a good team, and say at the deadline, uh, I'll give two scenarios. One. They're in a playoff spot, and Skinner is having a good year. Then you keep him, and you let him produce and take you to the playoffs, and maybe there's a change of heart, and he wants to sign an extension. If not, you lose in the free agency. Whatever. You made the playoffs. You have a team on the rise. I get it. You want to get value for the player. That's Dundon's all about value. Um, I would value being a good hockey team and making the playoffs more so than I would value a first in the prospect for Jeff Skinner. Um, then I'll give you the, the flip side. What if you get to the deadline and you're not in the playoffs? Well, you have a, you have a rental player in Jeff Skinner. Uh, I don't know. A guy like Paul Stastny uh, had a pretty good return at the deadline. Thomas Tatar got a one, a two and a three from Vegas. Yeah. Uh, somehow uh, Skinner's value is higher than Tatar's. So <laughs> you have a tough yeah. time convincing me that you have to trade him now. You can still get value for him at the deadline. Like it's it's not now or never. Yeah, he would be top of the trade bait list. Absolutely. Uh, you know, come late February, um, and yeah, his value would increase. He's he's a player that has technically not even reached his prime. Um, he's already hit thirty seven goals. He's had multiple thirty goal seasons. It's not like it's an outlier there. Um, so yeah, his his his, you know, he would just increase even more. Um, you know, the only thing that kind of worries me is if say the Canes do get a good deal, but he has a no movement clause. So would he be willing to waive it for a team like Florida or, you know, I don't know, Mm -hmm. perhaps Dallas or, or Boston. I mean, are those places he wants to go? Cause he also kind of controls this situation. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I wonder what his thought process is about it. I wonder maybe Maybe there is something going on where Skinner wants out. That would make a whole lot more sense to me if Skinner just wants out. And I wouldn't blame him if he wants out. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to play for this team right now. Even with everything we know now, I don't know if I'd want to play for him. Um, maybe he wants out. And in in that case, if that's something that we learn after he gets traded, because it looks like he's getting moved, uh, it looks like it's definitely happening before July 1st. Um, if he gets traded and then we find out that he wanted out the whole time, this will make a whole lot more sense to me. If it's just the team trying to trade him, um, and he has no problem being here, then I'll be kind of skeptical of, of what they're doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but moving on, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Justin Falk potentially being rumored, uh, in connection to the Blackhawks. Um, and a player in return, maybe Brandon Sod, mm-hmm. and he is a guy that's going to be turning 26 in October. 
And uh, he had a rough return to Chicago last year. 82 games, 35 points, 18 goals, 17 assists. Uh, but before that, in the previous three seasons, he had a 53-point season, a 53-point season, and a 52-point season. He had 30 goals um, in one of those so, years, too. Yeah. Uh, you can't, I guess, discount last year totally. Uh, Chicago was a bad team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually something our friend Kyle projected. I'll, I'll give him a little shout-out there. Yeah. Um, but... Would you be willing to include Justin Falk in a deal for Brandon Saad? Um, yeah, I would. I, I like Brandon Saad. I think he's better than his numbers would suggest from last year. Um, he's had a good career. I mean, he's a good, reliable two-way guy that, you know, he doesn't have a lot of holes in his game, and he can score goals. Um, especially if you're trading Skinner, uh Falk for Saad would would be something that makes sense to me. It makes sense for Chicago too because they need help on the right side of that defense, um, and a guy that can help with the power play. And I think Falk could do that. Um, I'm still not exactly sure how happy I am about the idea of trading Falk. I get it, but man, if you traded Falk, you gotta get some another defenseman back. You gotta get another defenseman coming, and that's why I threw in the the idea of Skinner for Muzzin or Clefbaum, and then Falk for uh, for Saad, because in that case you're getting a defenseman coming back to fill in for Falk. Um, because I mean, let's look at it. You have your top four of Slave and Pesci, Hanif and Falk. Um, if in this universe we're trading Falk, and that's it. Then who steps up into that top four? Is it Van Riemsdyk? Uh, he had a good year, but I don't know if I want to throw him in the top four. I think he's a great third-pairing defenseman. As like a five, a number five guy and a PK guy, he's great. He's about as good as they come. But I don't want to overexpose him in the top four. Uh, Jake Bean will not be ready for top four. Likely won't be ready for top four. Um who else? Roland McEwen? I mean, I don't think he's ready to play in the top four on an NHL team. So, No. No. I, uh, I don't think so. So, I'm having a tough time. You know, if you trade Falk, you got to get someone. you got to get someone else coming back to, to play in the top four because you can't just trade Falk and keep business as usual on the defense. Galaxy brain. John Carlson. John Carlson. Well, <laughs> I mean, that would work. That would You have the work. cap space for it. Yeah, they <laughs> even technically with, they do. And yeah, if you get rid of Skinner for a pick and a prospect, that's another six million off your books. You're gonna have a tough time convincing John Carlson to come to Carolina, though. <laughs> Galaxy brain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do a Justin Falk for Brandon Saad trade, um, but I think it has to include some form of picks coming back as well. Um, I, I think you don't give up right-handed defensemen. They have in value. Prime, um, an all-star and an Olympian. Because even you though Falk, no matter how much how much you know uh, stake you hold in the, in those titles, he still is that, and he's a right-handed defenseman. He had a tough year last year. And even so, he had thirty points. Yeah. So. So yeah. I, yeah, it's it's interesting. You better hope that you get a good return, um, because you don't want to sell, and then he has a fifty-point season. For Chicago and they make the playoffs yeah, like, and you know Kings yeah. don't and 
sod gets 30 points so <laughs> another part of that another part is um if you bring Falk back, he's not going to be a co-captain. So he's getting demoted from captain to presumably an alternate or maybe not even having a letter at all. So do you yeah, save him uh, that embarrassment of that? Uh, put it, you know, black and white. I mean, I would assume that'd be kind of embarrassing. Well, the, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, the embarrassment factor is something we don't know. We're not inside the locker room, but, you know, I'm I inside guess... the locker room right now, Justin. Well, I'm oh, talking. <laughs> how did you get inside PNC Arena I'm on just, June 17th? I'm just sitting here inside the locker room, hanging out. Um, Whose stall are you in? Um, Jordan. Terravines? Ah, dang, ah. I was wrong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, it, I don't know if that plays a huge role. Uh, I don't think it's like a huge fallout situation if it's if ripped for him for, yeah, for yeah, Justin I was just Because it yeah. sounded like every player in that locker room pointed fingers to Justin Williams and said, yeah. that's our guy uh, in, in press conferences, you know, things were said that it, basically he was the leader. Um, maybe even more so than Bill Peters. Though I uh, would say that I would not feel right about taking the C away from Jordan Stahl. I think Jordan Stahl should be the captain of the team. Quite honestly, I think Justin Williams should be an alternate. I think those two should be the two top leader guys, but just given what Jordan Stahl went through this past year and and what he, you know, played through and played very well through, um, I, I would I, – I don't know how I'd feel about taking the C away from him. I think that he deserves it. Um, I think he should be that. And plus, I mean, he's going to be around for the long haul. Uh, he's not going anywhere. Justin Williams could retire next year for all we know. So – I don't know. That's just my little spiel on that. Yeah. Um, but I think more than anything, you and I can both agree that uh, whether shipping Skinner out or Falk out still doesn't solve one problem, and that's goaltending. Oof. And, and the um, the rumors right now that include the Hurricanes is Philip Grubauer. Uh, he's the Washington Capitals goalie. Uh, still decently young. Kind of maybe hitting his prime, but he's also in a situation Darling was an offseason ago as he is ready to take on a number one role. And he will definitely not be doing that behind Braden Holtby. So uh, right now it's taking two to tango and it looks like the Hurricanes and Islanders are tangoing. And they are the top <laughs> two teams involved for Grubauer yes. services. So first of all, how did you like that analogy? And second of all... Um, yeah. yeah, do the Hurricanes make a move for Grubauer? That was a three out of ten. Uh, actually, no. Actually, no. I'll give it a six out of ten because uh, I appreciate uh, bad humor. Um, but uh, you know, I'd be okay with Grub. I mean, Grubauer is better than Cam Ward, so let's just look at it the way it is. Scott Darling, unless he goes to like Chicago or whatever trade rumor there is. It looks like Scott Darling is going to get another chance. And that's what the reports are saying as well. There's a report that Scott Darling, it was from T or Sportsnet or TSN, uh, some Canadian uh, group of smart hockey people, uh, quote-unquote smart hockey people. Uh, Scott Darling will likely get another chance, one more chance, from the Hurricanes. So I'm penciling Scott Darling into the backup role next year. That means Cam Warden has to go. Uh, he, he's, wow. he's got to go. Wow. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know a bold claim, but Ward's got to go. 
um, a fresh original take right here on the Kane's Country podcast. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure you've heard that from one everyone. of the three of us for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, so Ward has to go. And Philip Grubau would be uh, an upgrade. I'm just afraid of what it would cost to get him. Um, would it make more sense to just go after Carter Hutton in free agency? And, and, and if you're trading for a goalie, what if you trade Cam or Jeff Skinner to Edmonton for Cam Talbot? Because apparently they want to trade Cam Talbot, and he had one bad year last year. So that could work too. Um, maybe Jake Allen in St. Louis. Um, there are a lot of options, and I just want them to get the best value for a guy. Because really, between Carter Hutton, Jake Allen, Cam Talbot, and Philip Grubauer, that's a coin flip. You could get any one of those guys, and I could see I I could see any of them playing well or playing poorly. Uh, nothing would surprise me at those. So you just have to get the best value you can um, in any acquisition for a goalie. That's that's what I'm most worried about. Um, you know, they they just have to get the guy they like the most, and you have to factor in: Are you training for him? Are you signing him? Etc. So. I like Grubauer. I think Hutton, Allen, Talbot, and Grubauer are all upgrades over Cam Ward. And I think that Scott Darling is going to be a lot better next year. Uh, not saying much, but I think he will be... Let's just throw out an arbitrary number. Uh, I think he'll be like a 905 to 910 save percentage goalie next year. And that's a good backup goalie. But that's not a starter. That's Cam Ward, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, any one of those those four guys would, would be okay with me. I think, you know what, I think you're going too low on Scott Darling. Really? I think you are. I really do. I think you're not giving him enough respect. He um, didn't earn much respect last year. You're just, I'm not saying he earned it. He sure as heck did not earn respect last year. It wouldn't year. shock me to see him be, because I thought he was going to be great this I'm year. I'm going, you know what, I'm going, oh, no boy. matter what role he is in, whether first or or uh, backup. backup. Yeah. I'm going. Oh boy. Oh, this is a rough. Be number. careful. Nine oh eight to nine fourteen. Okay, you. I I said nine oh five to nine ten, and then you said, <laughs> "Whoa, whoa, I'm whoa! You're not giving side. him respect." Nine oh eight to nine fourteen. <laughs> Well, I was going to say 915, <laughs> but if I just went straight out with that, then I felt that people would be like, "Whoa, this guy's crazy." But you called me crazy for picking the same percentage like three points lower. <laughs> look, look, nine oh five is okay. is a little on the low side. Okay. If he's stopping, all right. If he's stopping nine <laughs> out of every ten shots, it's gonna be a okay. long season. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, I'll uh, I'll, I'll take him a, a little bit on the higher side. Okay. Uh, now, what makes sense for you in a Grubauer trade? What assets would the Hurricanes have to give up in order to get a obviously hot market goalie um i'd 2019 th- first you don't give up the 2018 first obviously yeah no um i don't know if i'd give up a 2019 first for grubauer i don't know if i would um because that's a risk you know like what if what if and call me crazy, but what if they miss the playoffs by a, a few points? They're finishing like 11th or 12th, like this year. Um, what if they win the first overall pick? And then Jack Hughes is going to Washington. Um, <laughs> that would suck. But um, 
because group hour is not a sure thing i don't think it would be smart to go but 2019 first especially since next year is who knows how that's going to go um that's a mystery because everybody thought carolina was going to be a playoff team this year and now we have the second overall pick so well with the help of the lottery with the help well exactly that's what i mean uh you can finish 11th and still get the top pick and i'd assume in this situation that it'd be a lottery protected pick like if it's a top 10 pick then carolina can keep it kind of like what ottawa and cal or yeah ottawa and colorado did in the duchene trade so in that situation if it's like a lottery protected pick then sure i sure i'd give up the 2019 pick you might have to also give up like i don't know a guy like alexi sorella something like that some forward prospect because washington uh they have a lot of money uh and they're gonna have to get some cheap players on that roster next year and Alexi Sorella might be one of them uh yeah see I'm gonna go a little bit I, I was thinking of one as you were talking I'm gonna go with a weird trade and you're gonna be like eh, no Justin but here's what makes sense to me you're gonna say Lindholm for Grubauer aren't you no I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say a third or a second in 2019 Can Lucas we... Walmark and okay. Trevor Carrick I don't think they'd take that I I I don't know. Okay, if you got to get the the cheaper players, especially if somehow they're able to bring Carlson back into the fold, but I don't think that's happening. But still, they're 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 a team that spends near the cap. You're going to get cheap offense in Lucas Walmart, who could you could slot in a fourth line, third line role possibly. Um, and Carrick could be your bottom pairing to seventh D man. For a goalie, though, and and a second, and a second, you wouldn't take that. If I'm Washington, no, I wouldn't take that because I think I think the Islanders would have a better offer than that. I think what what does I'll tell you what though that nobody in the Islanders pool, Josh Hosang, no, they're not giving up Hosang for Grubauer. You don't think? Not happening. No way. They wouldn't give they, up Jose. They don't. They don't like Jose. I'll tell you what. A lot of people on the island are high on Jose. They really do believe that Barzell and Jose are like the future, whether John Tavares resigns or not. I'm just. Um, I'm just saying that organization has not really liked Jose lately. I don't know if Lou Lamorello, Lou Lamorello comes in and that changes, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I. I think yeah. Either a Sorella and Carrick in a second or a Walmart Carrick in a second. Would you I go think that a makes 2019 sense. top 10 protected pick in Sorella? Oh, uh, I'd rather give up Walmart. Walmart and, no, and the, the top 10 protected. I, I don't see why it doesn't. He's a fringe NHLer that, that honestly can, can step uh, up. I mean, he just ha- wasn't given the opp- opportunity to. But if you look at his AHL numbers, they got to look at that and say, huh, that's not bad. I mean, I know we like – I like Walmart. I know a lot of people in the fan base like Walmart. But he doesn't have an upside. Like, he can See, be – like, he maybe he'll be a third or fourth line center. But that's not great. I mean, it's okay. I just feel like it's almost a waste if you don't include Walmart in a package to just give him a fresh start elsewhere. Because I'm fine with trading Walmart. There's too record, many yeah. – there's too many young offensive talents between Gautier, Kukunen, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Svechnikov, Nietzsche, um, and Sorella. Yeah. Yeah. Walmart's on the downside of that. Even Waugh is higher than him. 
So yeah. it's 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 time to to move Walmart, I think, in my opinion, in in any form. Uh, but obviously, probably in in a in a package deal. So I mm-hmm. I don't know. Give him a fresh start elsewhere because he's. Yeah, I don't I, think yeah. he fits well on this team. I yeah, I'm totally cool with trading Walmart. I I don't think that he has much of a future here, especially with Nikola Waugh and Natchez coming over and uh, the fact that they still have Lindholm and Stahl and they have a lot of centers. They they're fine down the middle. Um, Morgan Geeky coming up. Um, You're high on Geeky, huh? I'm not super high on Geeky. I think okay. We'll, okay. we'll see about Geeky. I'm just throwing him out there as a center. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm cool with trading Walmart. I just don't know what his value is. I I don't know how valuable that player is. I I would think that a guy like Sorella would have more value than Walmart because Sorella has a higher upside as okay. a goal scorer. And, and I like Walmart, but I don't know. But last but not least on the trade rumor bill mm. for the Hurricanes is, of course, Noah Hannafin. Ah, uh. uh, man, this is the tough one. And this is where it really, really, really <laughs> gets tricky. Yeah. Um, this is something where you definitely don't want to pull the trigger too quickly because you could make a big, big mistake. Um, obviously, he is an RFA uh, heading into this offseason. He's due up for some money um probably not a significant amount at this point because he's probably going to get a bridge deal um but there's rumors that the vancouver canucks want him and the seventh overall pick would be in play um obviously boston is also another team that really wants him obviously the massachusetts connection um the avalanche and sabers are also kind of in that eichel and so, Hannafin are very good friends by the way that's yeah. presumably that... a thing as to why the Sabres and um, a Duchesne for Hannafin trade was uh, reportedly pretty close to happening at the last draft. And um, the Bruins wanted to trade up in 2015 to get them and offer the 13 or Carolina wanted the 13, 14 and 15th overall picks. But Boston didn't do it. Huh? Huh? Little little uh, digging by Brett Finger there. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I my last destination for him is is the Sabers because if that goes wrong and Darlene and Hannafin are a top pairing oh God, yeah. within two years and about they are destroying everybody in the Atlantic Division. I mean, and, and in the Eastern Conference in general, that's going to be a huge mistake. Uh, and you never want to see Buffalo succeed. That's just how I also don't want to see Boston succeed. So don't try him to Boston either. No. No Boston. So if anything, he's going to Vancouver where he'll be stuck in mediocrity. Yeah. Or he's going to the Avalanche yeah. where his his possession numbers will be terrible, but somehow they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> Trey, but, did, if there was a team of the of the teams listed out that potentially makes the most sense. Now Vancouver makes sense, but here's the thing. I I still don't want to trade him. I do not want to trade Noah Hannafin. I think that he needs to stay put right here because I think he's going to be a really, really good defenseman, like a number two defenseman, number three defenseman, that kind of guy. And those aren't easy to come by. So I am on the keep Hannafin uh, boat here. Now, what's interesting about what Vancouver is doing is if they're giving up the seventh overall pick for Hannafin, uh, that makes zero sense for the Hurricanes. It makes no sense. 
because, again, they're trying to win this year, and they're getting the 7th overall pick, and by all accounts, that 7th overall pick that Vancouver, if Vancouver uses it, it's probably going to be a defenseman. So what Vancouver's doing is parlaying that pick and turning him into an NHL-ready defenseman in Noah Hannafin, who might have a higher upside than any of the players available there, be it Dobson or Bouchard or whoever that they pick there. Um, and now the Hurricanes get the seventh overall pick, and oh, well, you know, they need a defenseman now, so they're going to just use that pick on Bouchard or Dobson or whoever. Hannah, I mean, you don't trade an NHL-ready fifth overall pick from three years ago a top four defenseman, an all-star last year. I mean, you do not trade that for a seventh overall pick that you're just going to use on another defenseman and wait for them to develop. That makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. Um, if you're Carolina, you don't trade that player for a seventh overall pick. Um, I can't be more clear about how much I hate that idea. Um apparently they also they also want Ryan O'Reilly uh Hannafin for O'Reilly no thanks um I think O'Reilly would be re- really good uh there's no Tim Hortons here uh you don't have to worry about that um but you know in the world that you get Ryan O'Reilly uh if you can get Ryan O'Reilly without trading for Hannafin that's something I would think about because O'Reilly is a better offensive player than Jordan Stahl now take Aho and Tara Vine and put them on a line with Ryan O'Reilly. I think that'd be pretty interesting. But, um, yeah, I don't want to trade Hannafin. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I'm also on the not trade Hannafin train for yeah. sure. Um, but then, yeah, I, I, the the moving Hannafin to the Canucks for a seventh overall pick kind of just goes back to the Galchenyuk Domi motive. You're moving a third for a 12. You're moving a five for a seven. It just doesn't make sense. Um, You're not giving Hannafin enough time to mature. Defensemen are always tricky. Sending a defenseman in at 18 to, to be a top four guy. For what it's worth, for what it's It's worth, I think Hannafin should have gotten another year at Boston college before he came up. And I also think Lindholm should have gotten another year in Sweden before he came over. But that's besides the point you're saying. Or, you know, Sean Monaghan. But we'll talk about that. Oh, my time. Lord. But. We'll talk about um, that many, many times. We're going to be talking about that probably until the day we die. Yeah. So I, I hope you're ready for that. Um, <laughs> Justin's going to force this conversation <laughs> about how Sean Monaghan's amazing. don't lie, bro. Oh, okay. We'll talk about this on another episode right, of the Haynes Country right. Podcast. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, moving Hannafin for a, for a seventh doesn't make sense. You, yeah. I think you have to get a roster. If anything, you have to get a roster player in that in that move as well. Top nine, preferably. Um, it's just it's really hard to give up on young defensemen, or especially Thatcher with as much upside that Hannafin presents. You know, I would hate to see us make trades, you know, involving Falk and Hannafin, and then next thing you know, we're not as deep on D as we thought we were. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sold on Jake Bean. I don't know if you are. I don't like his speed. Not for next I don't, year. I don't. I, there's, there's definitely he, a lot he'll have to prove in Charlotte. I think. Yeah. Um, but and then you know Carrick's not a guy I'm particularly high on. McEwen would be nice. I think he's solid. But he's if you if you trade Hannafin, you better hope one of the one of those three is turns is into the, a top four defenseman out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely on the stay away from Hannafin train. 
I understand moving Skinner. I understand even possibly moving Falk in the right situation. But Hannafin, to me, makes absolutely no sense. I agree. That Of the three, that makes the least sense. Um, man, I would just... I would hate to see them trade Hannafin for the seventh. That would... That made me so upset. Ugh. Especially in this draft. You know, if... if this isn't the best draft, for sure. Um, so, I, I, yeah. If... I... It, I I like this draft actually, and still, I mean, you're trading the set, you're you're getting the seventh overall pick, you're going to use it on a defenseman probably, and the, what's the point? You pick Noah Dobson. I love Noah Dobson. I think he's going to be great, but he's not a top four defenseman next year. He's 18, and he's the seventh overall pick. He's not playing in the NHL next year. He's going back to the queue. Um, Noah Hannafin's a top four defenseman. He's 21 years old. He's team controlled. He has a long, bright future ahead of him. I think he's going to be a really special player wherever he plays. And trading him for the seventh overall pick, that would be something. That would be yeah. uh, awful. If you if you put it in context, the seventh overall pick in 2014 was Hayden Fleury. So, oh, God, stop it. Um, <laughs> now, oh, just so you know, William Nylander was on the board there, but I no. don't see any William Nylanders at 8, 9, 10. So. Unless Kakaniemi uh, drops. Yeah, yeah, maybe, like maybe. Or Brady Kachuk. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, God, he might I'm drop. Kidding. Maybe he'll I'm drop kidding. to the second round. The Hurricanes will draft him at 42. Yeah, who knows? Oh, my God, Justin. If I see what you're – if if they trade Hannafin for the seven because they just love Brady Kachuk so much, I'm going to I'm going to do something. Like, I'm be <laughs> you so didn't even upset. think about that, did you? I didn't did think you? about that until a few moments after you said it. And that would because... be – Yep. Oh, oh man! Yep, and 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 the and the you know Kachuk has been dropping because Detroit because wants to. Because he's not do that good. <laughs> no, he's but not, not also. Oh, yes, yes, but also Montreal is stubborn and wants to reach on a center. Yeah. Uh, Zadina is obviously now going probably four instead of three. Um, Arizona does not need another offensive prospect, so they're going to pick either Quentin Hughes or Noah Dobson. And then Quentin Hughes or Noah Dobson is going to go sixth to to, uh, Detroit. So that leaves Brady Kachuk at seven for Vancouver. So if you come out of this draft with (laughs) Svechnikov and Kachuk (laughs) and no Hannafin, wow, (laughs) that's something. That's that's a way to, I guess, quote-unquote, fix your offense. So, yeah. (laughs) Quote-unquote, because Hannafin... Get tougher. Okay, listen, right here. Hannafin will score more points next year than Brady Kachuk. There you have it, okay? Ooh, I like that take. I like that take. that's my take. That's a good take. I'll take that. I'll I'll, I'll back you up on that. I'll back you up on that. But, yeah, (laughs) man, I'm just saying... Now, why are we some now, somehow rumored to the seventh pick now? Come on. That's I so think... stupid. They want to make the playoffs next year. What are they, they doing? Wanna, <laughs> they want a big power forward in Brady Kachuk. <laughs> so, yeah. What, they'll, what take, is the... they'll take, uh, you know, Sarah Noel. Uh, big, yeah. big power. They'll take him seventh because he's big and powerful. <laughs> just, just, just... Wow, that's he'll a be reach ready, for and sure. And he'll be ready in five years. Oh my gosh! When the oh team will gosh. be in Houston. But yes, I'm sorry, uh, Brett. The next time we talk, it's it might be a different Carolina Hurricanes team, or it may not be that different at all. Maybe <laughs> they might do nothing. Go. Who knows? We never know with this team, and what especially I, with the team. What I do know is that uh, Justin, you're going to get on a plane soon to go to Dallas with Brian. Uh, 
I am excited. Yes, we are we are going to the draft. Um, it was a kind of a process we seemed to apply for back in early May, and then they decided, you know what, ten days before, why not? You guys are going. So, All right. um, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for surcharging and airline prices. But, uh, um, yeah, no, it should be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter got to go last year. Uh, Chicago was was you know would have been a cool place to go, but Dallas is, is another city I would always like to check out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'd be interesting if I've flown through there got, many times. Yeah. Oh really? Oh wait, is it? Yeah, is it like that's a hub? A, to get to? Yep, it's yeah. it's Raleigh to Dallas to Tucson. That's the that's how it is every time. Well, guess what? American I would have actually Airlines. been in your well, I guess not really your state, but I would have actually been <laughs> in Arizona because my mom's actually headed out. Because you're to a the, Coyotes to, fan. Yes, I'm. I just really want to see Noah Dobson in uniform. Oh, so, <laughs> no, yeah, my mom's headed out there, and she was like, "Well, you you can come along." I was like, "Ah, the draft." <laughs> ah, the draft. So, like, yeah, I, yeah, it will be it'll be interesting. And if any of you guys that are listening uh, want to meet up, I, I'd love to. I love to meet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. You know, I'm kind of awkward socially, but you know, aren't we all? I, I might be fun. I might be fun. Everybody in hockey is. We talk socially. a big game behind microphones, but. Face to face, yeah. yeah, we people. we probably would would get really nervous around Don. What else? So, um. <laughs> uh, well, n- if he's wearing that turtleneck, that would make me nervous. Now, I'll leave you with this though. Um, if Andre Svechnikov is drafted second overall, what's one question you want me to ask him? Um, would you trade Noah Hafen for the seventh overall pick? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will wrap it up. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. You can follow yes. us on Twitter at Kane's Country. Uh, you can follow Brett on Twitter at Brett Finger, mm-hmm. um, F I N G E R, and you can follow <laughs> me at Lanky Lake, just in case you didn't know how to spell finger. Um, yes, and yes. of course, like us on on Instagram at Kane's Country Pick as well as on Facebook. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's been a little bit slow on on the site recently, but we're gonna try to get it's some that con- time of year. Um, it's that time of year, and especially August is gonna be relatively tough, but. Uh, you know, the next few weeks, though, the next few weeks are going to be fun. The draft, yeah. free agency. This is, Jeff this Skinner is my getting Christmas. traded for Milan Lucic. So it will be great. Oh, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> and Brady Kachuk in a Carolina Brady, Hurricanes. Brady Kachuk with the seventh overall pick to the Hurricanes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, no, but this is, to me, this is better than the deadline. This is, this is, me too. This is my Christmas. This is my hockey Christmas. So me I'm really too. excited. Um, but weeks. yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you probably if you. An after draft, possibly um, Justin, reaction, and then Justin, an after free agency. Justin so. will give us a full recap of everything that happened uh, on the way and in Dallas, so he can tell us all about the fun conversations he has with Brian on the plane. It'll be fun. All <laughs> right, guys, thank you for listening, and goodbye. See you guys.